Welcome to GovCast, connecting with federal IT's top decision makers. I'm your host, Amy Kluber. It's not often we hear of government tech executives spending their entire careers at an agency. IRS CIO Nancy Seeger is one of them, but her role has evolved immensely, just like the agency itself. The agency is amid a huge modernization push for its technology and services so that the taxpayer experience is centered on digital services. Nancy discusses how she came into the role and how she's seen technology evolve at the agency over her career. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us on GovCast. My absolute pleasure to be here, Amy. Thank you for having me. So IRS is going through so much right now. We keep hearing about the exciting things happening with the taxpayer experience, with the modernization that's going on, with the, the impact of the pandemic. So I'd love to know, you know, a little bit about the, the tech leader behind all of this. What brought you to the IRS and IT overall? Okay, great. First of all, I hope that as you interview those of us from IRS, you get the vibe that we are so excited to serve. Because I will tell you, when I first came to IRS, you know, I, I'm from Washington, D.C. I knew I wanted to work in government from the start because I was raised in D.C. And I came from a family that worked in government. In fact, um, just a really funny story. My grandmother, who was probably, you know, you know, born in the early 1900s, worked for the Census Bureau as a key punch operator. So. You know, I had that family basis of government. And when you're raised and work it and go to school in DC, you naturally look at government first. And I was so very fortunate to be hired into one of the programs at the time that brings uh, young college students in at the beginning of their career. And I had so many great opportunities for advancement and growth. Prior to becoming an executive, I worked in just about every part of the Internal Revenue Service, from policy to uh, the customer service organization. When I became an executive, because of my tax processing background and my leadership, I was asked to join information technology. I'll tell you, I come to IT with an accounting degree. Okay. <laughs> right? I know, kind of strange, but it has uh, forced me and enabled me to continually learn. I've taken Java programming classes. You know, I've learned different aspects of engineering. I will tell you, my leadership is, is what helps me be successful, my constant learning so I can keep up with our great tech workforce um, has really enabled me to deliver the way that we've delivered here. But I'm from a government family from D.C., and at the time, that's what you did. You worked for government. Well, hey, you've brought so many great, broad experiences to the agency, especially during this critical time. So I do want to go into the pandemic. We've heard so much about how that has impacted the agency and actually you coming into kind of like in the in the thick of all that uh, being confirmed in this role. So when we're talking about, you know, the economic recovery payments, helping taxpayers navigate all the financial challenges that were going on, all while IRS was remote and how to kind of figure this out, just like everybody else. 
you were acting and then got confirmed. And how were you feeling being confirmed amid all these changes and, and quick pivots that you guys had to do? Yeah, I have to tell you, I was so very honored to be trusted in this role. I came into this role following our previous CIO in May of 2019. I remember walking out of my Washington, D.C. office in March of 2020, thinking we'd be back in a couple of weeks. The journey that we've all been on since the pandemic has been a very interesting one. But I have to tell you, being asked to serve in this role permanently um, was a great honor and just such a wow, I can't believe this happened to me. You know, I started government as a, as a new college student and then to get a personal call from our commissioner offering me this position, it was a crazy moment. I actually, he called me on my cell phone and, you know, it's Chuck. He likes, you know, when he calls you on your phone, he says, hi, Nancy, this is Chuck. And he offered me the job and I was teleworking that day. I think it was a Friday and I ran out of my home office with my cell phone, just kind of running through my house, excited. My poor husband probably thought a, a bug bit me or something, but it was just such a wonderful experience. You know, after I had my little happy dance, the gravity of this role became even more real. Uh, the CIO role at IRS is just a great position. I spend my days with brilliant technologists, great tax policy people, other agencies. I'm su surrounded by incredible, incredible talent. And, and of course, the CIO role uh, with the responsibilities to drive all of the tech for IRS and all of our customers in the American public who needs us you know, I will tell you, it's a big role. I am so lucky to be surrounded by the people that we have doing it. And, you know, I would tell you the, the Bible verse that says, to whom much is given, much will be required and much will be asked. So I take this role with eyes wide open. A pandemic has certainly changed that, uh, the what could be asked. I mean, none of us could ever imagine we'd be asked to do what we've done. But when you're doing it for the right reason and for your mission, it's easy to rally the organization behind it. That's a good way of looking at it, for sure. So when you're when you're thinking about the, I know you've been involved in the IRS for a, a long time. So you've been able to see many different facets in its journey and evolution. So when you think about um, the modernization journey, how have you seen it kind of evolve? And especially with the pandemic pivot, I guess, that's happening right now for the good, as far as technology goes, you know, how have you seen that evolve? Yeah, it's been exciting. And, you know, think about technology. Many years ago, technology wasn't as present for all of us as human beings as it is today. We all have some kind of tech in front of us, even if we don't know it, right? I drive a Prius. Part of the fun of my Prius is the dashboard that says you're getting 54 miles to the gallon. That's tech, right? Our modernization journey has positioned us to change, change how IRS and our citizens engage with us. Think of it as change agents. Just like I know if I let my foot off my gas pedal on my Prius, I get better gas mileage. Our IT environment is present for everybody and we are here to answer that call. And in IRS IT, I feel strongly that our workforce has a culture of forward progress in this space. 
our modernization journey that, that brought us to March of 2020 gave us the foundation to increase our velocity and deliver for our public and for our employees. I would say to you, first and foremost, Commissioner Reddick made the decision to close IRS offices in March. We still had the responsibility to serve, and he called upon IT to figure it out. And since about April of 2020 until now, we moved the majority of our workforce to telework, and we deliver our services to citizens in Zoom if that's what's necessary to help our citizens. Uh, we were able, uh, you know, use a really powerful example that we've probably all read about. We were able to distribute economic impact payments to citizens in need in a very short time frame with the last round of payments that we made in December of 2020 being delivered in less than 24 hours of when the legislation passed. The last time IRS was called to issue economic impact payments was in 2008, and it took us almost three months to do it. And that gap in time is because we were able to do it in our modernized technology environment. So modernization has positioned us to deliver in a meaningful way to our country during this time of need. But it is also how we deliver technology because we know what our citizens expect, right? They expect that fluid banking, online shopping experience. And that's what I hope to bring. Oh, that's amazing. So taking that into account, what are some of the things that you are seeing? What areas are you seeing that, that will have the most impact as far as how that modernization is going to play out in the future? I will tell you, the, the first great impact is on our people. In the tech space, we are bringing our technology talent along. Sometimes they are leading and pulling um, the rest of us along so that we can reskill where necessary, build a great environment, and recruit top technology talent. We have a very, very robust workforce strategy. One of my priorities when I came into this role initially was to focus on our people and bring our federal workforce along and enable them to deliver the work and get excited about technology and services. And I believe that we've done that. And you know, our successes with economic impact payment, the longest tax filing season in history throughout a pandemic, advanced child tax payments, while we always focus on managing risks and ensuring security, we also just get real energized around what can we do. So one of my biggest goals is reskilling and retraining and finding a way for the people that we have to position themselves to lead us into the future. If I can give my team what they need, they will give this country what it needs. And, and I gotta tell you, we have a very, very committed workforce. We have people like myself who have been here a very, very long time. We have new people who are excited to be a part of this and people who can really serve our country. In fact, I talked to one of our technicians in December of 2020 when we were working real hard to get payments out. And he shared with me that he had read an article about a young family who was going to lose their home. And he said to me, 
Nancy, I'm not, I'm not getting these payments out because you've asked me. I'm getting these payments out because I know who I'm helping. That's what modernization has enabled us to do. You know, we can talk about capabilities and services, but it's really enabled us to bring our government technology workforce along with us, enable them to have really cool, exciting work. I mean, who doesn't want to work on artificial intelligence or, you know, some of the other services we have? And it's helped our people who support us to know I'm doing this for my community. That's right. And when we think about the taxpayer experience and how technology is impacting that, I mean, that's, that should be obvious to keep that taxpayer in mind on how, how it's going to impact them. So that, that's a good way to put it. So as taxpayer, to overhaul the taxpayer experience, some of your colleagues have said that means bringing technology into the 21st century, meeting the taxpayer where they are, such as through new digital services. So how are you kind of thinking about this digital transformation that you've kind of outlined already here this morning? So, so let's not think about overhauling the whole experience because some of it works, right? Some of uh, the services that we provide to citizens through our field assistance centers, through our volunteer programs, through our online accounts, some of that works and it's about building upon it, right? So in terms of overhauls, last year we started some technology that our public has really loved, customer callback. Um, instead of waiting on hold, you can leave a message. And we know that the majority of the citizens who use that received the call back and got the answer they needed. That's just one small example. Uh, we're also delivering uh, notices to taxpayers in a digital fashion and creating a message center online so we can all go in and sign up for digital notices and stop the mail, right? Get rid of the mailboxes. IRS is moving digital. In fact, this year we put a documentation upload tool online. You can take your cell phone, be on the phone with me, and I can say, Amy, why don't you upload that document and we can address your your issue. And you can just take a picture and then I'll have it. So we have a very robust modernization effort that focuses on our online services focuses on a data strategy internally so that we have faster access to data to serve our customers. One of the things I'm most excited about is the enterprise case management system, where our hope is to give our IRS employees a 360 view of their account related uh, situations, maybe not issues, but situations so that when they contact us, our employees have the entire view of that citizen's needs in front of them. So we also have a technology-focused approach on our infrastructure. For all the tech folks out there, we're moving to the cloud. We've got a cloud-first mentality. We are continuing to improve our security posture and putting even more increased protections. We understand the responsibility we have in our data space. I hope that all of my citizen customers expect a lot from me in protecting their data because I know that if we can't protect protect data, people won't have confidence in the tax system. And we have been very successful. So 
just a few things in the, the modernization space that gets me jived. Um, one of the things that's often heard about modernization is, you know, Kennedy era technology. I can assure you that we do not have Kennedy era technology. We operate our processing in state of the art current systems. Some of our software language that we use and many of the big banks in this country still use is older programming language. Very, very secure, very reliable. Unfortunately, you can't hire people out of school with those skills. So we're moving in that direction too. again, focusing on our people. So I do want to pick on that a little bit about um, the hiring that is that is going to be done over the next few years or next uh, generation, I guess. How are you thinking about how to really bring in that talent to work on some of these cool programs and all the you know new modernized things that you guys are really trying to push forth and really improve upon? How are you going to encourage, I guess, that next generation to really, you know, get excited about working for the IRS? Right. A couple of things in the tech space. Um, first of all, we're establishing relationships with universities and tech schools so that they know, in addition to taxes, we're a great IT shop. In fact, one of the biggest IT businesses in the country, we have uh, about 7,500 employees, so we're big. We like to recruit by talking to people about opportunities. We run two world-class computing centers. We run one of the largest customer contact centers in this country, toll-free services. IT runs all the technology, the infrastructure. We are looking at communities that um, we're currently underserved to move IRS work there. For example, uh, Commissioner Reddick has really been focusing on standing up an office in Puerto Rico. Government can bring great jobs to Puerto Rico. There's a tremendous tech opportunity in Puerto Rico. We're also looking at the ability to uh, move into places in our country to help them, such as the Mississippi Delta. So we're hopeful that by making our work exciting, world-class computing centers, uh, high-quality cybersecurity, cybersecurity is a hot space th these days, getting out to the tech schools and, quite frankly, a VA to hire our vets with this great, exciting portfolio. If the cool tech doesn't get people excited, our mission will drive people in and then focus on parts of our community where there's a great need for employment. And who could say no to that, right? Amy, you want to come work for us now, don't you? Yeah, I, I think after talking with you, that, that really kind of won me over. <laughs> it is a great place to work. That's fantastic. So looking into the future, there's a lot of work that IRS has done already over the past almost two years now since the pandemic. But looking to the future with your, you helming the tech shop, I guess, where do you see the ultimate positioning that the IRS will be in? How do you see that your mark really um, emphasized and how it's going to be? So, so I heard two questions there. How do I see the, the tech shop being emphasized and how do I see my, my, my mark? I, I want to talk about how the tech shop's being emphasized first, and then I'll come back to my mark. IRS is being asked to do more. We are being asked to do more to help this country that's broader than taxes. 
economic impact payments, advanced child tax credits. You know, I believe that there will be more sharing in the tax space across government. Agencies will um, be enabled to work more closely together. For example, we are working on an improved authentication experience. We want our taxpayers to be able to come into us in a very secure fashion, but we want to make sure that when Amy comes to us, that we really know you are Amy. So we are upping our game in our online authentication space. In the future, I see one standard authentication protocol across government. And once you've authenticated you know, with Veterans Administration or Social Security or IRS, that will be interchangeable. So basically, as we modernize, help bring government together to reduce the burden on citizens. For me, you know, when I'm done with the CIO gig, I have spent my entire career at IRS. So, um, you know, I often say to the team, these are my people. I professionally grew up here. These are my people. I hope that I will have uh, been an advocate for diversity um, within IRS and bringing those different voices and those different sounds to the table to help us understand how we need to deliver services. The equity and inclusion has been very, very important to me. I started my career in a time where it was more challenging for women. I've benefited from those before me who had that, uh, let's support the entire workforce, not just you know, different, diff, different groups. I want to give back in that space and look back and see equity, diversity, and inclusion from all different corners and all voices. I want our workforce to know that what you know today may not be what you need to know tomorrow, and IRS will give you what you need to get there if you want to be there with us. I also uh, would love to change the messaging. IRS is modernized and we stay modernized. You know, today the news is about how we are going to modernize and the great challenges and opportunities before us. I'm going to be here a while. We're going to get this done. We're going to we're going to modernize. We're going to get rid of, you know, the the myth that it, it's Kennedy era tech, and we'll have a workforce that represents our country from all backgrounds and all voices, really giving us that synergy that we need to look at how we're gonna serve all. It's definitely fascinating to be watching as, as someone on the media side, reporting on all this, the diversity, you being a woman tech leader yourself, uh, maybe hadn't come from tech, had to come from accounting and kind of got into this position. It's fascinating to see, and I know that there are things that the IRS has put in place that are really fascinating right now, and I'm so excited to see where that goes in the future. So thanks, Nancy, for giving me a breakdown of everything that's going on, and it's been a fabulous chat to hear from your point of view how that's all going. Well, thank you, Amy, so much for having me on the show. It's been great speaking with you and, and sharing our IRS story and my story with our customers. So thanks a lot, Amy. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to our website. And please, if you liked what you heard, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes. We continue to strive to help you connect with federal IT's top decision makers. Thanks for listening.